0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. We're going to be for the talk in Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 6. If you're new to the Bible, uh, the Bible's kind of split into two halves. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Testament starts with four books that basically tell the story of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So we'll be in the third book of the New Testament, and we'll be in chapter 6. To get us started, years ago, I went on my first mission trip to a third world country. Poor, poor, poor country. How many of you have ever been to a third world country? Okay, it's different than a lot of what we experience here. So I went to Haiti. And uh, I have some memories of that trip that were new to me at the time. One of them was, we were driving through the town, just headed to where we were going to stay. There were several people, they were sweeping their huts, they were basically sweeping a dirt floor. That was just interesting to me, because I remember thinking, there's just dirt under the dirt. But they were trying to clean their dirt, keep the, you know, that was interesting to me. Uh, I remember going to church just outside under a tree. This is not the exact, but it was like this. So we got there, and uh, the guy I was connected with, his name was Ecclesiast. And I was even, well, I was new at trying to teach or preach. I was even worse then than I am now. And, and he said, when well, we got in the car, or this SUV thing, and he said, you're Peter. And I'm like, nope, my name's Mark. And and then he said, no, no, you're preaching in the morning. So this was like 8 or 9 or 10. He said, no, you're preaching in the morning. And I'm like, this could be bad. Because I haven't prepped, you know, any, I remember those things and, and going in outside and open air teaching. And then I remember the candy giveaways to the kids in Haiti. Here's a picture of what, what you know, kids might look like there. They practically probably look a lot like that. Um. And they would swarm you for a piece of candy. There were kind of like candy distribution rules. Because you always wanted to make sure you would you kind of know how many kids were there. Because you didn't want to end up without enough candy to give every kid a piece of candy. And so we took these bags of Jolly Ranchers down there. Remember Jolly Ranchers? They're probably still a little hard candy. It looked kind of like a Tootsie Roll, but they're hard candy, and we would give the kids a piece of candy, and they would be so grateful, because it just wasn't part of what they had all the time, and they would, you know, take their piece of candy, and they would run away somewhere, they would eat their candy, and uh, so those are some of my memories. going to stick with the candy idea, because at the end of my trip, I found in my suitcase as I was packing it to get ready to leave, one single lone Jolly Rancher that had like fallen out of the bag or something. And I, so I had this idea, I will do something really special for one of the little kids that were staying in the house where we were. And so I pulled one of the little girls aside, he's, come here, it's a secret, you know, because you, you didn't want it out, but there was, a piece of, you know, so, so I, and I tried to communicate with her, this is just for you. I was thinking, this is nice, it's like a special thing, just for you, like don't tell anybody because I've only got one piece left. And so she took the piece of candy and she was super grateful. And then surprisingly, she went running back to this little cluster of kids. And I thought, oh no, 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 not no. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, and then this is what the memory that, well, I don't know if I will ever forget this. She ran back to this little group of kids with this piece of candy. And then they all swung around and sat on this little bench. And this little girl took this Jolly Rancher and began to bite little pieces of it and pass them out so that everyone in the group had a piece of that candy. Isn't that the best story ever? (laughs) This week when I thought of it, I teared up in my office remembering that. So you could use that idea to introduce the idea of selflessness or sharing, but we're going to go with this weekend the idea of generosity. That's kind of our word for the day, generosity. Here's a definition of generosity. It's showing a readiness to give more of something as in money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. It's generosity. We recognize, I think, we recognize generosity. We appreciate generosity. Um, when you invite someone else out for lunch, and then at the end of the meal, they grab the check and pay for it, and you invited them. We, acknowledge, like we, we appreciate that. We respect that. We, we, we like it. We honor it. Financial generosity. Or, and, and generosity is not just about money. We can be generous relationally, with our time, or with uh, our heart, where we can be vulnerable. The person who does extra, willing to serve, right? Yeah? Got it? It's not just about money. We like the generosity thing. We appreciate it. It's honored, I would say. We also, just to be real, uh, selfishness can be a little irritating. You can remember if you've ever been around a child who is in the me, 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 mine, my toy. We just, oh God, we hope and pray that they grow out of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I let my emotions get? And if we recognize selfishness in adults, we feel, trying to be honest here, right? We feel like yuck. Just so you know, there are lots of indications that God is really into generosity. Proverbs 11.25 says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. In 2 Corinthians, it says God loves a cheerful giver. There's a unique story in the book of Acts, and I'll sum it up a little bit. Basically, God sends an angel to a man's house. His name's Cornelius. I've never had an angel show up at my house. Anybody had an angel show up at your house? Like, it's not. Like, not everybody gets an angel sent to their house. So God sends an angel, and then the angel basic, basically works a system so that, because God is going to send an apostle, a super high-ranking spiritual leader at the time, to Cornelius' house. Why Cornelius? Why does God really bless bless him with these unique things? The angel says, in verse 4 of the story, the angel says, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Why did God send these special things to this man? Part of it is because of his generosity. So hold those thoughts. We're in this We're wrapping up a series called Six Habits, Pursuing the Exceptional Spiritual Life. And if we're going to be exceptional spiritually, that's going to include leaning into generosity. And so the hope today is to just stretch us or remind us what it looks like and how we can grow in it. And from this text in Luke 6, uh, we're going to focus on verse, I think it's 38. But just to give you some context... A few verses before our primary verse says this. We'll start in verse 35. It says, Love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting anything back. That sounds generous. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. A couple more verses. Do not judge, or you do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And here's the verse we'll focus on. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Again, verse 38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Title of the talk is Being Generous. The gift that keeps on giving. And there are two ideas in this text that I think will help us lean into generosity. Before we get there, kind of a question just to assess ourselves. Here, here it is. Am I living a generous life? Everybody pause and think about it. Are you? There are probably different groups in the room. Some of you might be amazing at it. You're doing it. Others, more like me, where I, I'm working at it, but I've got a long way to go. Some of us, yeah, you're just, yeah, not. We won't point you out because we don't know, but. Maybe not. No, I'm sure you're all doing great. But it's pretty easy, a little side, isn't it pretty easy to just live selfishly? Not for any of you. You really are amazing. (laughs) And you lie. (laughs) Right? It, It. we live in a world that, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm hoping that God will, like, take us, that we might live exceptional. Got it? All right, let me pray. Father, help us. Seriously. I don't think, uh, Lord, it would be great if we got to the end of our life and didn't look back with tons of regrets because we basically just lived for ourselves. That would be bad. So will you give us some ideas that will help us be more honorable, maybe even successful in this life in your eyes regarding generosity. In Jesus' name, amen. Two ideas that will help us grow in our generosity. The first one, and if you wanna write it in on the app or if you're here, got the handout. To grow in our generosity from the text I see, go first. Go first. And what we're going to talk about is don't wait for somebody else to start the process. Just Let's be initiators of giving, sharing, the generous lifestyle. In our text, verse 38, it basically starts with, give, and it will be given to you. And it will be given to you. See, that's the second half. The first is give. And what I noticed is there's really not anything before this command. It doesn't say if someone gives to you, give. It doesn't say if you are blessed, pass it on. It doesn't say if you find yourself having a good day with some extra time, money, emotional energy, don't forget God has blessed you so on that day you should share some of what you have with others. That's, it just is it's more cut and dry than that. It just says give. Be that person that initiates before everyone else, or even if everyone else is not. I think this is maybe uh, like a, just a lifestyle of leaning into it. It's like the person, the guy or the girl who's at the grocery store, and just pull, you're just going into the grocery store, and you just pulled out your cart to go get your stuff, and then someone else comes in the door, and they by nature just go, oh, here, you can have this one and I will take the next one. Does that make sense? It's just simple. Did you? (laughs) Whoops. Got to think about that. Yeah, we could probably cut this whole thing short by, can we just be aware that there are other people in the world besides us? Okay, stand for closing prayer. I think if we do that, (laughs) we'll be all right. Just like there are other people, and those other people are opportunities to model what Christ would do, and be generous, right? So it's just being that person. It's being the person when you you all go out for coffee. It's the one who initially right away just says, no, I'll get the check. It's being that person. Instead of, in the back of your mind, like hoping someone else will get the check. Ah, I called you out, didn't I? You're like, oh, that's, how does he know? Or it's the person who overhears a conversation about someone's going to be moving a couch this afternoon. They're not really even part of the conversation, but they jump into the conversation and say, by the way, if you need help moving the couch, I could help you. That's the generous, it's the give. Some of you right now are like, oh, that's way too much. The whole move the couch thing, you totally lost me on that. So here's where we're heading with this point. The generous person tends to get quickly involved rather than slowly consider. They tend to get quickly involved rather than slowly consider. It's like, just get out of our heads and be helpful to people. I want to take a couple minutes on a Bible verse that I don't say this a lot, but it really did change my life pretty quickly some years back. I was doing Bible time, just trying to read my Bible and connect with God. And I read in Proverbs 23, 6 and 7, it says, Do not eat the food of a begrudging host. Now, when I was reading on that day, I remember the translation said, Do not eat the, the food of a stingy man. That's what it said. That's the way they translated it. So it said, Do not eat the food of a stingy man. Do not crave his delicacies, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So I'm in my Bible time, quiet, trying to be with God, and God in that moment, have you ever had God call you a name? I have. Just with his clear, loving voice, not. He said, Mark, You are a stingy man. And I, well, and I cannot, by the way, if you've never had God call you a name, it can be super helpful. It really can be super helpful. Because you know what? I didn't, I think because my heart's being transformed by God, I didn't want to be that. I didn't even realize I was that. But God was like, you are a stingy, by the way, when God calls you a name, you don't really argue because he's always right. Like, I, (laughs) I I realized when he said it to me, I it was immediate. I thought, I am. Now, by the way, I was tithing at this point in my Christian walk, but I he was exposing the inside of me. I thought, I am, I am the God. I am always thinking about the cost. Instead of just sometimes, there's some value in considering the cost, but There's a ton of value in times. Get out of our head and just give and help and serve. And it's one of the few things in my life when he spoke that to me, and I didn't hear his voice, you know, but you can hear, but you can hear the voice of God. You can know what God is saying. And it changed me really quickly because I'm like, I don't want to be that. And he said, well, then I'll help you with it. And it Just so you know, God isn't asking us to do anything that he doesn't do because God is a generous God. Amen? He he is. Now, some of you might not know this, but God is a generous God. In Matthew 5.45, it says he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He doesn't have to do that. He's just generous. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. In the book of Ephesians, he's talking about the gospel. The gospel is the, is the fact that God so loved the world that he sent his son to pay the price for our sin. Wow, that's a crazy thought. Instead of just seeing the dirt and the mess and the yuck, he said, I will pay for that. That's generous. And it says, he has freely given us It's talking about the gospel, adopting us as children, giving us forgiveness. And he says, which he has freely given us. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And then I just like this word. It's that he lavished. That sounds generous. That he lavished on us. Another translation says he showered it on us goofy illustration. Uh, My youngest daughter, when she was growing up, and I think she still likes them, she just had affinity for sour patch gummy things. Have you ever seen these? Like, these are super healthy. You should feed your kids a lot of these. She liked these. And I remember a dad moment where I was in some bulk food store where I saw the largest bag of Sour Patch Kids ever. This one says three and a half pounds. I'm pretty sure this was way heavier than that. And I had this dad thought of, I should so buy this for my daughter, Anna. And I don't remember the details where I did or whether I just wanted to, but can I just tell you that those kinds of moments God is a God who is not practical all the time with His generosity. Does that like God is the God who would shower us? What did the text say? Lavish on us. He is a he's a lavisher. I don't think that's a word, but He would lavish on us. It is who He is. The gospel, of course, I've kind of mentioned it, is the greatest example of that. We're messed up. We need forgiveness. God knew the only way I can pay for this is my son. And he said, yes. That's crazy. That's crazy generous. Romans 8.32 says about your father in heaven, if you are a a follower of Jesus. Just a little side thing. The gospel is amazing. So instead of being all messed up and distant from God, you can be forgiven for your sin and be sons and daughters of God. That's a deal. And it says... He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God is by nature generous. So how about us? I'm going to try to apply this point with just this question before we finish up this point. When it comes to generosity, am I thinking too much? How about we just go with it, more? It'll make a big difference. So that's to grow in our generosity, go first. The second idea is to grow in our generosity, expect a broad personal ripple effect. Lots of fill in the blanks there, sorry, working. You're working on this holiday weekend. Broad personal ripple effect. This is the good news of the generosity thing. When we're generous, it comes back toward us as well. We'll get back to the text in a moment. But I want to plant an idea. Have you ever considered how a relatively small thing can open a big door? I think we kind of get this. Something you think, well, that's not that big a deal, but big a deal, but it can open a big door. Example, guy on the screen, John Huffman, one of the young adults at the church, I remember back when, I think he was in high school, and I had a conversation with John, and I had a one-minute conversation with him, and the way he approached that conversation with kindness, intentionality, respect, intelligent conversation, and he shook my hand like a rock star. I don't know if rock stars shake hands well. Sorry, I don't know if that works but you know it was the way he carried himself during a 30 during a during a 1 minute interaction at a funeral i from that point on it like flipped a switch so that i am a mega fan of this guy does that make sense like one thing and if i can help or I, it just opened this 1 minute opened this bigger door toward my affinity to, does that make any sense? How like little things can really make a big difference. So let's get back to the text. Verse 38 says, give and it will be given to you. Now let's look at the size of the door that gets opened because of our generosity. It says, it's not just a little, it says a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap the idea is this to fill in the blank generosity on our part generosity on our part triggers a massive response from god this is good news and we consistently see this in bible stories Earlier I mentioned the story of Cornelius who got an angel and an apostle sent to his house to share the gospel. That's a pretty big deal. But it was triggered by his generosity. Opened a big door. By the way, the angel and the apostle that went, it didn't just affect Cornelius' life. They shared the gospel with his entire family. And there's no indication that his whole family was generous. It was the impact on him opened this door to others around him. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. (laughs) Have you you ever had someone, you probably have had this. Someone's got a bag of M&Ms. I'm talking about candy a lot. This is the candy message. M&M's, and you'll say, oh yeah, I'll have a few, and they take the bag, and they start to pour it into your hands, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 right, and they just, they keep going. It's not a bad picture of what God does at times, whoa, whoa, and you end up going, you have, it overflows. Now, when we're generous, It opens that kind of door, and when you think, well, why is that? One of the reasons, because you've already been proven, you've already proven yourself faithful. You know it's not all about you. So when God pours it out on your life, you don't go, oh, M&M's, okay. You don't start shoving it in your pockets. You realize this is more than I can handle, and we what? Then we stay generous with the people around us. There's some verses on tithing. Those of you who have not heard of tithing, it's giving 10% of what God has given us financially back to him and his work. And in Malachi 3, 10, it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not, here it is, this open big door. <laughs> it says, throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Like, and all we're giving back is 10%. You, and I know if you've ever been through that process, like, well, that's a lot. But it's not, it's not like he says 90%. It's like a real relatively small amount compared to the floodgates of heaven being opened and poured out, right? No? Yeah. Let me give you one more and then we'll close. This is this idea that generosity triggers an abundance of God's goodness. In Matthew 25, the context is Jesus is telling a story on who gets the kingdom of God, who gets eternity, who gets forgiveness. That's a big deal. The kingdom of God, streets of gold, eternal life. That's a big, massive deal. And who is the one that God gives that to? It's the story of the sheep and the goats. Who gets the big deal blessing the kingdom of God, streets of gold? And it says in verse 35, here's the clarifying mark of who gets it. It says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Can I mega mega paraphrase that verse? It's come and take your share of the greatest kingdom ever. Why? Because you were kind of generous with the people in your life. The people that you saw. Isn't that amazing? Uh, A question just to finish our time. Because I think sometimes it gets... Sometimes we get confused because our we can't figure out why God is not blessing us, taking care of us more. And it's more complex than what I'm going to say now. There's more to it. But some one of the reasons we may not be experiencing God pouring out into our lives could be because we are just so selfish. He's, we're, we're not on the list of pouring out because if he pours out, he knows it'll just be all about us. Sorry. Here's a question. Am I giving anything away that would get noticed by God? In the sea of humanity, is there any reason that God would have confidence to entrust you With more. That's a great, boy, that'll kind of poke at you, isn't it? It'll just poke at you like, is there any reason? And I do, I want to make sure that we open this up to, this is not just about money, but emotionally, relationally. Are we living a life that is a giving life to other people? Let's just pretend that God gave us all phenomenal emotional health. Would you just suck it all up for yourself? Or would you actually care about other people and help them? It's a, isn't that a probing question? To go back to the early illustration of the, like a child, it's me, me, mine, me, my, me, 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 my toy, me, me. Have we Can we grow? into something more like Jesus Christ? I think we can. It'll be a blessing to others. It'll be a blessing to us. Last fill in the blank. If our life is not overflowing with good things, we should reconsider our practices regarding giving. That's an average fill-in-the-blank thing, but you know what I mean. (laughs) In the midst of all the things that sometimes we get, we assess in ourselves, you know, like, you know, how's my hair? How's my this and how's my that? I'm sorry, I just did that. How about if we add to the list, you know, how's my heart? How's my generosity? How's my outward focus? It'll make a huge difference. Why don't you stand and we'll close. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.